It is Monday, November the 8th, and this is the iPhonography Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg McMillan. This is the episode, I forget what it is, but it don't matter. It's uh, the iPhonography Podcast, and uh, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Dave Podner. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, Greg. Numbers? We don't need no stinking numbers. Nah, we don't need no numbers. It's November 8th. That's the important thing. Yeah, at least I got that part right. I think I got it wrong one time before, or two times before. Anyway, um, so uh, we are going to talk about a couple of things today. Um, we're going to start with uh, an experience that you had with the Apple Store. So I'll let you just take it away. Okay. Uh, so it's time with a little story time with Dave Podner, baby. So um, I'm being a little paranoid, and of course when you purchase something new and expensive and you're like, well, I thought it, I, you know, my photos just didn't seem in my mind to be where they should be. Um, I was wrong, but you know, it's one, I, especially with a brand new phone. And, and you Max, were jumping from a, a, what a three or four year old phone going. Right. I was jumping one. from a 10. Yeah. I was jumping from a 10 to a 13 pro max. And, you know, it was one of those things where I was being kind of picky you know, it's one of those things. And I know occasionally right, Apple does a good or excellent job with their quality assurance. But when you make uh, tens of millions of things, you're going to have a couple lemons. So I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't a I was maybe pushing the phone more than I was expecting it, you know, which can happen. Or, you know, I was thinking, OK, is there something physically wrong? It happens. So I made an appointment with my local Apple store, which, by the way, I was going to make an appointment the next day. So I started to look on on a Wednesday. They had an appointment Thursday afternoon. I was able to hop right on over. It's only a couple miles away from my house. Uh, went over there. Um, well done. I, I made the appointment through the app. Um, got a reminder. Through couple, the Apple store app? Through the Apple store. Through the support app. Through the support app. Oh, okay. App. Yeah, right. through the support app. And it said, okay, well, do you want to add this to your um to your wallet? To your to your wallet on your iPhone. I said, okay, I'll do that then. So I did that. So it came up when I got near the store. Um it was crowded, but it wasn't overly crowded. Uh everyone was masked up properly, and they had masks in case you forgot yours there. Um and talked to somebody and said, okay, let me, and I brought it up and they scanned it and said, oh, we'll just have you sit back here. Um, first, first person that comes open, they didn't wait that long, maybe five minutes at most. Very Again, real efficient. Got back there. I explained the issue. I said, well, you know, here's a couple photos. And, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm, that something isn't wrong. It's just maybe me being a little paranoid with a new thing. He said, hey, no problem at all. You're under warranty. There's no charge for anything. So he he plugged it into the device, um, ran a couple diagnostics to make sure there wasn't a hardware issue or some kind of weird software issue. Took maybe 10 minutes total. Very pleasant. Um, Look, got back and said, nope, it's all good. So he said, here's your options. Um, Because you're under warranty, I'm doing Apple Care month by month. Just that we keep our phones long enough that we, our last couple of phones, we ran out of Apple Care. You know, once you're two and a half 
plus years down, and that's when you really need it. Not generally, oh, yeah. not you yeah. don't really. Most of the time, you don't need it in the first month or two months. You need it month 25, 30, 36. Uh, we just keep our phones that long. So we're doing month by month. He said, you're under warranty. So if you want to come back at any time, as long as there's no physical damage, we'll, and they actually had, he said, let me check my, yeah, we actually have the camera module here. We can pop it out. We can take yours out, put a new one in. I mean, there's nothing wrong, but if, if it makes you feel better, you can do that. It takes around a half an hour. Uh, if anything happens and we ha- accidentally damage your phone, we'll give you a replacement. No charge, no no hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, or you can do a full system reinstall. Maybe something a little goofy. You know that it happens. We all know that these are computers. I don't even want to say mini computers. These things are freaking supercomputers, pretty much. With the oh, amount yeah, of code, sure. with the amount of code and everything else, especially with photography, where they you know, do all the computational things. That's a lot of code. That's a lot of hardware software working together, which it's really hard to get it all right. That's why we have, oh, yeah. you know, 14.1.2 type of yeah. uh, releases. It, they find yep. bugs. You can't find the bugs unless you get a few million, a few tens of million people actually working on it. But he said, you could, you know, we could replace it. Um, if you wanted to do a, a whole swap for a phone, you would have to go home or we have to do it online. And I said, eh, you know what? Since there's nothing physically wrong with it. And I said, well, is there a limit? He said, no, yeah, month by month. So if you're unhappy with something, as long as you're under warrant, as long as you still got Apple Care, as long as it's not damaged, there's no card, we can replace it at any time. I'm like, wow, that, you know, just that it was so nice, so pleasant. You weren't forced in anything. And it, this is why I also get Apple Care for things like this, because this isn't a matter of getting something through your cell phone provider where you have to call the provider and then they have to work with whatever repair and you have to deal with this, you have to deal with that. And who knows what I'm dealing with Apple directly. I'm dealing with someone who knows the device better than anyone else, but you know, it took 20 minutes or so just for the whole double checking, getting checked in, looking at the device, trying to think, you know, do I really this? And then I was done. So it was a nice, you know, it was a great experience, really great experience. And also I'm thinking as I'm doing this, this is why there's the quote unquote Apple tax. I, and for those in audio, I'm using the air quotes here for Apple tax because I'm, I know I'm paying like for me, 10 bucks a month for Ruth. I think it's seven bucks a month for her 13 for Apple Care, which is not cheap, admittedly not cheap, but it's a hundred percent warranty against anything. And know. that goes beyond the normal factory warranty. Exactly. And yeah, it's like so you you keep that on for the length of time you have the phone, then right? Yeah. Yeah. So as long ah, as I okay. as long as I monthly pay yeah. and it and it gets paid directly from my app from um just like an app store subscription. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's just like if you subscribe to like uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, something like that through the App Store, um, or Allied through the App Store, mm-hmm. uh, it's paid the same way. So it's not tacked onto my cell phone bill, which I like yeah. that because my cell phone bill's high enough already. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So great. Exp- like I said, if if I do happen to drop this and shatter things, which I've done in the past. 
Um, unfortunately, I've done it. Um, I've had it's a matter of I think it's like sixty dollars or something like that to have the front glass repaired if I shatter oh, yeah. it or something. There's a you know certain amount you got to pay for that because it's my fault for dropping it type thing. Yeah, but I think I get two per year. I think I can do up to before they really, because if before you have to they start going now, Dave, <laughs> well, yeah, before they start saying to repair the glass, because you're not warranty because you're doing blah, 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 blah. It's going to be $500 or some ridiculous, you know, it, it gets expensive if you don't have Apple care, if you have to repair the front glass through Apple. Yeah. Through Apple, which it seems like you now will have to go through Apple with some of the information coming out, how the, Face ID is now connected up to the front glass for some reason with the 13 versus even yeah, the 12. They, they want to make earlier. sure you're using original, yeah. Apple original, like yeah, original it's, parts it's, or whatever. It's a little, I'm a little <clears throat> about that. There's, you know, it's, it, it's, it'd be equivalent to um, a car company saying you can't use a replacement filter unless it's a genuine replacement filter. And your car won't work if you don't get the replacement filter or replacement, this or that, it won't work. I'm like, eh, that that's a little too much. That's a little too much. So So you decided to just go with, you know, I decided to go with it. Yep. No change, especially since I have the, you know, if, if I do notice something, major wrong in the future i can always have it done under warranty yeah. so there was no reason to rush into it and also i hate to put it this way i could just see getting replaced in just dumb luck you know i know they have a machine and do everything it's like oh we have an issue or oops this happened and then oops this happened and Ooh, it's like okay it's working they tested it it works fine i i i'm i'm I don't know I'm of an age or a personality of, you know, the, um, if it's working, don't break it. Certain yeah, things I'm yeah. like that. Yeah. Certain things I'm like that. <clears throat> yeah. Certain things you want to say, oh, let's improve it. But certain things just like, yeah, uh, taking apart phones are, that's, that's kind of a big deal. And if there's nothing wrong, I don't want to, it's kind of like, I want to have surgery just preventative. I'm like, uh, I'd rather not have surgery for preventative. I don't want things taken apart. Yeah, if there's nothing, yeah. if there's nothing wrong, if there's nothing wrong, there wasn't anything physically yeah. wrong. So, and like I said, just a matter of, it may partially be me looking at online. It, it's, it's the Instagram issue where you look at some oh, yeah. of the photos of like, Oh my goodness, they got the Milky way and they got this, they got this. And I'm like, my photos don't look like that. Then I have to remind myself even though I'm not in the middle of a city, I'm still near-ish, you know, light pollution yeah, suburbs, yeah. I mean, neighbor yeah, lights. I mean, I, I, it's the same for me. I yeah. have to drive for 25 minutes before I get out of that. So, yeah. Um, so, what was the next step? Like, was there anything further done with Apple on this? Or nope, that was the end of it. Okay. Yeah. He now, and... now he did note. Now the nice thing is they did note my account. So if I go back in and I say, you know what? I kind of want, and honestly, there was, um, I was able to test it out. And if you follow me on Instagram and uh, get past the foot, the last foot, one of the last photos I did with the metal, just, just advert your eyes to that, (laughs) that could, that that, not, not for sensitive eyes. Uh, But I was able to get some pretty good night uh, starry sky with some tree showing in the, from my backyard. So I think it was just a matter of, it was still a little cloudy, which if you're trying to get these amazing, beautiful 
you know, night sky photos, clouds work 100% against you, not just because you're covering up, but because they're so reflective. They really mess up trying to get that really dark sky versus, you know, yeah, a completely yeah. black sky, which we've had recently and it's been colder. So being colder, the sky's not as active. So you don't have as much atmospheric issues versus a warm night. There's all this going on. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than people realize, you know, yeah. doing astrophotography and, and, with a phone at that, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot tougher than it sounds, and and I mean, <laughs> Shane Monston makes it look so easy, but I mean, he's put a lot of work into yeah. trial and error, and and you know, working with the different phones, and 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 then there's the editing. You know, the editing makes a big difference because right. I I know when you first started, you were um, you, your edits were. I mean, they were okay, but when you, once you started using Polar and, and started using some of the tools in that, mm-hmm. I mean, your 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 images changed like oh yeah, no pun intended, but they're oh, no. like between night and day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and uh, so. honestly, and that's occasionally I do when I post the I don't always do it, but but sometimes I post like especially on Instagram stories, I'll post here's the unedited, here's the edited. Yeah, yeah, because and I like when you do. That I think it's important. It really gives you, yeah, it gives you a really good uh, idea of of what you mm-hmm. had to work with from the beginning with all that light pollution you have. Yeah, and by the time you're done, I mean, other than a little bit of glow around the trees, yeah. I mean, it's looking like you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and, and the so. weird thing is, when you look up with your Nate with the naked eye, you don't see that light pollution. No, no, not at all. No, it looks completely <clears throat> black, and you take the photo, and it's like, well, I guess. You know, it's physics. Like you said, if we look, even with the, you know, the 13, which the massive camera thing there, it's still, yeah. it's still small. That's tiny. That's it's very, very tiny. tiny. Shutter. <laughs> That's very, yep. very, very, very small thing. I mean, I know, what was it? Samsung a couple years ago, hardwired what the moon looked like for people to take photos of the moon. So it added, and plus, honestly, this is even the 3X because the 3X zoom is good, but it's not good for light. They're, the light gathering is not that good. Yeah, because a smaller aperture. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. it'd be nice if Apple would have had instead, and I know this isn't basically an S year, it still would be nice to have a periscope zoom where they could get yeah, a, yeah. an optical 10 with a very, now, you know, rumors are next year with the next phone, you know, uh, yeah, besides the whole, yeah. they're going to get rid of the knot with the punch hole and they're going to change from face. I would, I, I, and I, they were I, saying all that about this year too. Exactly. Really, so. Exactly. Yeah. But I can see next year maybe going, cause they'll, of course, remember one thing that we all have to remember is they're already working on iPhone 2023 because oh, yeah. you have to work that far because you, your, your chip manufacturing, your chip design have to start now for two, three years down the road. Yeah. So the whole, so they're already working years and years ahead and people forget that it's, it's, you know, you can't really software, you can do major changes, you know, but hardware, you have to plan it. It's one thing if, and I kind of repeating what a lot of people are saying, but it makes sense. If you only expect to sell a couple, even in the forget low millions, maybe even in the tens of thousands, which is still a lot of phones. You know, that's still a lot. 
Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say, we're going to need this special and this, and we need this, we need this for, and we're, we expect to sell worldwide uh, 500,000 phones. If you're yeah. a company like Samsung, where they have 50 different models of phones type thing. It's another thing for Apple to say, we need 50 million of these to work. And we need these to be almost guaranteed that there will not be issues. Because A, we make so many, a small percentage will mean big numbers. And B, if something happens to Apple, it's going to hit the news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, much I mean, bigger name than else because just hey, about, I think just about every iPhone they've been they've brought out probably since the um, I want to say maybe the seven or the eight eight series or whatever. There's always been something like well the maybe four, even before that the you, four you, know, you got and well even the four yeah with the antenna gate, gate antenna there's gate. always been a gate of some sort there yeah. was beauty gate or whatever it was and mm-hmm. all ben, this stuff. there's and tons then, of Ben gates when you when they went the six. Make, yeah. Yeah, like when you make that many of yeah. something, you're bound to have some kind of a failure rate somewhere. Oh yeah, but and uh, when you make and in just, volume, in volume. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, no one, no I, one I makes the to, volumes like Apple. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wanted to touch real quickly on when you said about the the telephoto, not you know, and it's light gathering, and and then I, I commented about the smaller aperture. Um, I'm going to put it up in the corner here about uh, David Addison. His latest video on on his own channel, not on the on the network here, but on his own channel, um, he talks about uh, raw photos and stuff like that. But he also gives a quick little and good excla- explanation about why the 13 Pro um, telephoto camera has such a small aperture. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to go any more into that. I'll, I'll I'll let you just I'll steer you over to David's video and and check that out because yeah. he kind of explains it pretty good and and I mean I learned something there so yeah. so that was a good thing. But um, so are you seeing now? Maybe is it just a psychological thing? But are you seeing now uh, that your phone is okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it to me it's and it sounds kind of weird to equate a phone to health. But it's similar to you go to a doctor after an injury type thing and you start to feel better because you at least had someone look at it. And honestly, this is similar to, and this was four years ago, the the last year and a half messes up at least my, of how long things happen. But it was like four, some years ago, I was running obviously and tripped and fell on concrete and I bruised my ribs when I fell and it was like, yeah. And it was like a week later, it was like, Oh, I still feel good in my ribs. And I'm, when I'm breathing, like when I'm trying to breathe in heavy or do something, I can feel, you know, it still hurts. Mm -hmm, And I'm like, did I crack something? Did I break a rib? Did I, you know, it it could happen. And I mentioned a doctor, he said, it's right around a week. It normally takes two weeks before you a week, week and a half before you start feeling a little bit better. So you should feel better anyway, but we can get, we can get you an x-ray just to make sure you didn't crack anything. And that means it's a rib. You really can't do anything with it anyway. No, it's like a broken toe. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And even the broken toes better because at least there you can say wrap it and don't walk on it versus what am I supposed to do? Not breathe on that side. Yeah, or sneeze or cough or anything. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I got an x-ray just to be on the safe side. And you, they were like, no, you didn't crack anything. You probably just bruised it. It'll get better on its own. And 
And within a couple of days, it started to go away. I was like, yeah, I guess I just bruised it and went away. There's nothing you can do about it. So it was like, yeah, just having someone look at it and a little peace of mind and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it's funny how, you know, the psyche works, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you think sometimes you think you got, you know, a problem with your car or whatever, then you take it to mechanic because, oh, that's just normal. And then, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Everything's fine. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I guess that's a good thing then, but, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was good that they, uh, you know, gave it due diligence and mm-hmm. ran a test on it and all that stuff and, and everything was fine. And they even offered to replace the camera module yep. and, and, um, but you know what? You know the other good thing is that you got that uh, monthly Apple Care thing, uh, where if anything ever did happen to it, um, yeah, you know, and you know, with with you running, like one, you, I know you're not back into it yet with your ankle, but once you get back into it, and I don't know, maybe it might not be till spring now, but because it's getting colder. But um, mm-hmm. when you're when you're <laughs> if you strap it on your arm while you're running, I mean that vibration is probably just as bad uh, as a motorcycle. And, you know, there's been, been that issue with the oh, camera, yeah. you know, the, the camera, um, uh, the, the vibrability, yeah. little things breaking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that ever happens to you, then, Hey, at least you're covered. Yeah. yeah. So that's or, a good or, thing. Or if it did what I did a few years ago and during the middle of a race, I took the phone out to take a photo and it slipped out of my hand and I, I still had the case on it. But it was just had it in my pocket, took it out, and it slipped out, and it on the uh, oh yeah on the concrete. Yeah. And it wasn't broken, luckily, but it could have easily been broken. <laughs> well, you know, I dropped mine today for I think mm. probably the first time. Mm. Um, it's got the Apple leather case on it for today. Okay. I had it on, and um, I, I I got out of the car and. I had it in my hand and I don't know what happened, but I, I it just dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it was. I went to put it in my back pocket and my, <laughs> I missed my pocket and I let go and down it went. But oh. uh, luckily it was fine. Not a, not a mark on it. Uh, that's good. You know, that's the, good. Cause some scuffs on the case, but uh, that's what it's that's for. Why you, say, that's why you got the case. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now you also wanted to, before we go into to yep. what I was going to talk about, you wanted to talk about a, a, something like a, a photo or something that you took. Yeah. Yeah. So Tonight, there was a crescent moon with Venus um, around 10 degrees, yeah, maybe 10, 15 degrees, 10 degrees at around, if you put your fist out at arm's length, that's around 10 degrees. So you're looking like, yeah, that much in the sky part. Uh, Venus, very, very bright tonight, clear sky, bare crescent moon. So we're not, it was, it was bright enough that you could actually see the non-lit part of the moon in an outline. Mm-hmm. in the sky and it was gorgeous and i'm like okay i have an iphone 13 pro max i have the big one i'm going to try and i've taken pretty good night photos let's see if i can get some decent photos at night and i had it and on the 1x because they know that's the best for the um light gathering i'm like oh the moon looks like a giant splotch because it was oh, just no. literally a thin crescent. I was thinking maybe this just because even though as bright as it is, it was enough of a thin crescent. You could just kind of capture the little crescent. And so I'm like, okay. And it was like, Ugh. and and Venus, very bright. It picked up both. And it's like, it okay, so I'll try the 3X. 
I know light gathering isn't as good, but you got the night mode. I'll, I held it very steady on the thing. And it was a little blurry and the moon still looked like a blob. Uh, I tried editing on various uh, Lightroom I tried. I tried Polar. I tried doing it in RAW, um, doing Snapseed in RAW, you know, just trying different things, throwing everything at the at the wall, seeing the best I could do was a blob still for the moon, but you could still see a crescent shape of a blob versus a circle blob. But that's the limit. That's your, that, this, is, this is physics. You have something that's this big and the moon being literally that bright because of the reflectiveness, it blows out everything else. So it's pretty, yeah. it's like, uh, would there be, I'm sure there's, okay, I saw someone actually post where they actually, I'm not sure what they were, they were using, I don't know if it was even longer or another app similar to that um, versus the built-in camera app. And they were able to get a couple of pictures of um, different planets. So you could actually see like Saturn and Jupiter, or they pointed out that this is Saturn, Jupiter, different points. You couldn't see it, but yeah, yeah. on a tripod. Now, I don't think they, because t- I know you can get attachments to attach something up to like the moon, uh, to a telescope or binoculars. That's the best way to handle it. But just trying on my own, that we, we hit a limit. Now, in two, three years, maybe even next year, who knows? Like I said, I really thought Apple was going to push the astrophotography a little bit more this year, uh, just because it would be the nice ooh moment. But it was cinematic mode for video. That was the ooh, pretty, pretty photo, uh, pretty, pretty visual moment. So, yeah. but it, it basically, yeah, I mean, it's still, even with the editing, with the moon blowing out, I was still able to get a couple of stars that were in the sky around the moon. So it was still able to handle that, but it, nothing that I would say is good enough to share. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so it was a basically matter, experimental. Exactly. It was like, yeah. well, like I said, pushing the limit of what we have. So I hit, yeah. I found out, hey, this is the limit of what we can do. Well, you know, I've tried to get a picture of the moon before, too. And, and you know, I mean, at, at best, you can dial down the exposure like in the in the Apple camera. You can, mm-hmm. you know run your finger down on the screen to bring the exposure down, but then you lose literally everything else in the frame. Yeah. It just goes black. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 guess, I tried you know, that, that too. And, and yeah. But like I said, it, yeah. it's a, it's a physics, even if you had a, a good, I don't want to say a good camera, but a dedicated camera. Yeah. You just can't bust out your camera and take a nighttime image. And have it come out. Oh, no. So no. even that, you have to do special techniques. And um, one, one of the local photographers, Dave DeSillo in Pittsburgh, are here. Occasionally, he'll show kind of behind the scenes when he's getting some of these um, night shots. And he, because the moon was going a certain way behind a couple of landmarks. So he got far enough away. And he had a 600 millimeter lens attached oh, to wow. his, essay. yeah. So we're talking mammoth, you know, with a big old tripod attached there to get the shot just right. And then even then he had to go home into uh, uh, Lightroom 
Adobe Lightroom and do a bunch mm-hmm. of editing to get it just there. So, and that's a person who, you know, even though photography, he's a professional, it's not his main job, but he's still, in my mind, is a professional photographer, but it's still not to where I can just hold my little phone up to the sky and take a picture and get a perfect image of the moon. I'm sure there may be additional apps you could use, but we run a, I mean, like I said, it's physics. Optical physics yeah. does have limits. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I, when I decided to give up my Canon, all my Canon gear and just shoot with my phone back then, it was the six S I think I had. And, and I knew there was going to be limitations. So I know there's things I can't get pictures of and I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even, don't even worry about it. So, um, all right. So now we're going to move on to, uh, tagging in photos. Um, so in the artful life photography community, um, I try to keep up to this stuff. So like, I try to have a throwback Thursday challenge. I try to have a weekly challenge where you, um, have to go out and actually shoot something that matches the challenge. Uh, but the la- the latest throwback Thursday thing is uh, leading lines. And uh, Jules Wagaman put on a post. Uh, it was her first post on the, um, on the community, a new member. And um, uh, a comment was made about tagging photos. Like she'd love to tag uh, hundreds of photos and wondered if I had any ideas about how to do that. So I, I actually sat down for a while uh, after I saw this and went through the app store looking for, you know, an app that might be able to do it, something, you know, something that could tag a whole bunch of photos. The best thing that I could find, and I'm not even going to mention it because the problem with it was you could tag a bunch of photos but you'd have to be in the app to see them and they don't, you know, they don't go to iCloud, um, you know, into your phone. They don't even show up in your camera roll. You can't search your camera roll for the tags because it's just in that app. So I didn't think that was a good solution. Um, so I wasn't even going to mention it, but the only thing I can think of, uh, like the best way to do this is on a Mac, um, I don't, I don't even know if you can do it in iCloud Photos on a browser, but I think the key words here is you got to have your photos in iCloud. So whether it's the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the free five gigabyte version um, or if you pay for a little bit of iCloud storage, um, admittedly, I go crazy with it because I got two terabytes, but I share that with my wife and my son, you know, so... You know, they're, they're using some of that space as well. But uh, I just found it so much easier to tag a bunch of photos at once using photos on the Mac. You can't do it. You can do it on the iPhone one picture at a time. Um, and and to, to do that on the iPhone, you have to just open the photo. Uh, in iOS 15, you can swipe up and you can add. I think it started in iOS 14, but you, you swipe up. And you can add uh, like a comment or a title or whatever they call it. And that is then searchable in, in photos um, that came, comes up as a search result. So if you have a picture of a, a, a dog, you can just 
tag it with dog. And when you search dog, search for your photos and search for dog, it'll be, it'll come up as a category or, or as a, um, uh, a caption or a keyword. I'm not sure what it is, but um, so I've got photos open here and I'm going to share my screen and show um, just the photos app here. There we go. Now um, these are, I, I love to collect wallpapers for my iPhone. So that's what these are. And you can see that there's a little tag in the corner here. So if I tap on a picture, uh, this was um, this one I'm tapping on was uh, back when Mojave come out on the Mac. Uh, I, I found some Mojave iPhone wallpapers and I thought they were pretty cool. So you can hit the little eye up here on the right, um, the little circle with the eye in it. It's a very common icon. Uh, it's basically get get information or whatever, get info on on whatever you're looking at. And so you tap on that, and I hope it came into view here. You can see the little window um, that shows uh, the information on that particular file. So you can add a caption, but um, below that is, is keywords. And I've already keyworded this one with wallpaper. That's why there's that little tag in the corner of the, of the file. And if I want to add a tag to it, I just tap in there and I can type in, say, Mojave Night because it's the night um, version of that uh, wallpaper. So now it, sh it shows up there as Mojave Night in, in, in the tags. So now I can uh, close that window, that little information window, and I can deselect that photo by tapping in an empty space somewhere else in the screen. And then I can go up to the search box in the top right-hand corner, and I can type in, even if I just type in night, it shows some night pictures. There's a category for night. There's captions. Um, there's a picture of a church that I took one time that has taken with Nightcap Pro. And then there's keywords, Mojave Night. And that, that image shows up. <clears throat> so, uh, and then I have other things that I've, that I've tagged with the word night in it. So, and then I can uh, close off that search. Now, to, if you want to do a whole bunch of photos at once, uh, if I go further down my stream here, now I've got some, um, my, my latest batch that I've found on the internet before the iPhone 13s even came out is um, the wallpapers from them. And it's like the little, little neon lights and, and whatnot that the pros had on them. And then some other ones with some really cool designs for the for just the thirteens, and so if I want to tie if I want to tag these, say iPhone thirteen Pro, I can select um, a bunch of them, say all these ones with the neon lights, and then I can hit the uh, the I for the information thing, and then I can see because there's no keywords in these at all. So now I can go to add a keyword and I can go iPhone oops, 13 Pro and hit enter. And then now they're all tagged with that keyword. So I did one, two, three, four. I did five of them there. Um, so if you go to an event or um, if, if you're out shooting 
basically the same type of thing or the same place. You could even tag it with a place. Um, you can assign it with a location, but you can just tag it with a with a place like Disney World or whatever. Um, and if you take like 150 photos, you can select all those photos in the Photos app and uh, go ahead and tag them with that same tag. So now I've got those five tagged. I'll go into the search bar and I could just type in, even if I type in, well, 13, no, that's not a good choice. But if I type in pro because they're tagged with pro, um, well, I get a lot of other things because pro is part of a word. But if I go, say, if I go quote iPhone 13 pro and another quote, then there they are. And now I'm, I've got live photos here that are showing up in the results because that's a live wallpaper and it must be embedded in the file. So I'll click on one and have a look. And sure enough, it's in the title, iPhone 13 Pro Max live wallpaper. Um, but in the ones that I tagged down in the keyword section, you can see iPhone 13 Pro. So if you put a, a, a series of words in quotes, it will find those exact words, it's much like a search engine works on, on a browser. So uh, that <clears throat> is about the best way that I could think of to tag a whole bunch of photos, uh, especially if you want to go through and tag basically hundreds of photos. Um, you can do a search in photos without, you know, without tagging anything. You can, you can do some searches for, say, car or um, something like, say, the color blue uh, and, and get pretty good results. But Dave, you had uh, something that, that we were just talking yeah. about pre-show here that could very well help this problem too, and, and maybe even easier. Yeah. So it depends on why you're trying to you know, tag per se. Um, but I use for searching Google Photos. Uh, Google Photos just seems to do a better job of searching versus the built-in photos app, um, including searching for pets, because you can say, unlike, you know, you, you don't search for dog, but you can say, oh, I want all photos of like our cat Gracie who passed last year, or I want all photos of Belle. And it does a pretty good job saying, and it does a good job with humans too, but you know, Apple Photos does a pretty good job with humans. Pets are a little harder, um, but it does a better job with searching, I find, than the build-in. Like, if I want to find, you know, barns for whatever reason, I can search in barns and Google Photos, and it will bring up a whole bunch of barns that I took photos of for sheds or things that look like barns. Apple Photos doesn't work as well. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, well. admittedly, Google's been doing working on search for probably the last 30 years or yeah. however yeah, long since the been, beginning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, so and the nice thing got it is nailed down pretty good. Google photos is free, like pretty much everything else for Google. You do have a space limit. It's starting to hit. So depending on how many photos and videos you have, there are limits and I'm actually getting close to my limit, to be honest. Um, uh, but honestly, as a backup cloud storage, searching, it's not a bad idea. 
it's still, but you're still having to sign in with the Google account and upload it to their server. So it depends on how you feel about Google privacy, blah, 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 and everything else that goes along with it. Don't want to get into it, but depends on how comfortable you're using Google and Apple. So I have both mm-hmm. just as a backup. You know, if something happens, also, I started with uploading photos that weren't done with my iPhone to Google Photos that were done with older cameras that I digitized. And so it's kind of because they don't, they don't really care about storage space. Cause I still, I, I also got the two terabyte. I had to beef, beef it up the two terabyte, unfortunately. Um, but for the iCloud, uh, but it gives you a little bit more breathing room where you don't have to be, Oh, I don't, I don't want this. I don't. So if you doubt you could, cause if you delete on your phone, it still stays in the Google photos. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have stuff up there where I don't have it on my phone, but it's still easier for me to search a lot of times because that's Google strength, you know, yeah, well, yeah. A- ads and search. Those are the two strengths. That's not necessarily yeah, Apple strength. Yeah. I mean, it all started with search, right? So exactly. I mean, they've, they've, got exactly. That, they've got that nailed down pretty good. Now I did see yeah. one thing here. Now, if you're looking for a search now, I was, I was kind of seeing, cause I, I signed into my cloud on my, um, on my through the browser on my windows browser okay you cannot add anything in captions or keywords through the browser okay for iCloud. that's good uh, for, to know for, 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 yeah so i was trying that out but i did see one suggestion it was similar to what you were saying about uploading it to iCloud doing it on the mac and then letting it but there was also a suggestion instead of putting it in keyword put it in the captions yeah. Because in the captions, when you go for photos on the phone, it can search in the captions. So if you put mm-hmm. something in the captions, it can be very searchable that way. Okay. Now, what I do for yeah. events, um, if I go to an event and take a lot of photos, which I go to events and take a lot of photos, I'll put that on one. I'll make an album just for that. So I'll make like, okay, this is, and I'll, I'll make it, expli- uh, you know, um, like we're having, I'm sure they're going to have a, um, the Christmas um, parade right after Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, the local one. So I'll have like uh, Oakmont Christmas Parade 2021. So I'll call the folder that, and I'll take the thing and I'll throw them all in there. So it makes it a little bit easier to find photos from that event. And also right. that makes it easier because it's all in one thing, one, one folder to create a memory video off of it. But if you're just looking for general tagging, let's say location or, you know, multiple tags, yep. it's, it's not as easy and it's getting better each time, I think, the searching, but the Apple searching still is not up to what Google once you, Google has, so I can, like I said, Google searching, I can say downtown Pittsburgh, you know, flags. If I, if something has a flag in it for, that I took downtown, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll find it. Apple, not so, not so good on that. So that's always another option that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I did a, a, a search on my iPhone with, for iPhone 13 pro and those five pictures came up. Um, so I guess that's how fast, uh, it propagated over through iCloud mm-hmm. to my phone, which is 
I, I thought was kind of impressive. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a couple of good, good ways to go about it there. Um, Google photos is, is really good for search. Uh, I've just been using iCloud because I've got, you know, Mac and yeah. uh, iPhones and, you know, my wife has a, a MacBook and iPhone and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it, it, I guess it all depends on, on which system you want to use. I mean, you can use Google photos with a, a, a with any computer, obviously, yeah. cause it's um, through a, well, I guess there's apps too, maybe, but it's through yeah. a browser mostly or whatever, but um, cause I've, I've never used it. So I, I really don't okay. know that much about it, but other than then I've heard that it's really good and, and pretty mm-hmm. powerful. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I hope that kind of helps out a little bit with the, uh, the tagging issue. And, um, you know, I mean, it's something that I, I started to do at one point and I just, I got so many, I got like 15,000 pictures on my camera roll and <clears throat> I don't know how I would ever get caught up tagging them all, but, uh, um, it's just something I, I rarely think about doing. And uh, I, I don't know, but, you know, I, I've done that, Dave, where you, you, you've put, you put an album together with, you know, say a certain event or a location that you've been to. Um, I've certainly done that before and, and that helps, but um, it, it is certainly, it's, it's nice to have, you know, everything tagged so that you can just find them so much easier. But uh, um well, I guess that's that's about all I can say for tagging. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe peruse the app store, see if there's something that you like there. But <clears throat> I I looked at a bunch of different ones, and I even downloaded and installed a couple that were free. Uh, you know, maybe within app purchases or whatever, but to, just to try them out. And the biggest complaint I have for those is that you'd almost have to be in the app to find those photos and tag them, and, and but because it doesn't carry on over through iCloud. So um, I just didn't think that was a good enough um, a resolution to, to even share what apps they were, because I can tell you right now, I forget what they were. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I guess that's about it. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up real quick? Uh, nope, not at all. Nope. All right. Well, uh, tell everybody where they could find you, Dave. Sure. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, occasionally Reddit because uh, there there's an active iPhone uh, photography group in, on Reddit as ProfPod and on Facebook as Dave Podner Jr. All right. You can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. And uh, you can find the uh, Artful iPhoneography community group on MeWe at artfulipc.club. And the podcast lives on uh, iPhoneography.ca. And, um, oh gosh, let's see what else. Um, You know, we do the show every two weeks. Um, So uh, we also have on the network, we have the the David Addison show and um, his latest one is where he interviewed um, Lawrence Bouchard. Uh, he was the overall winner or the photographer of the year, I guess, for the mm. Mobiography photo contest. And mm. that was a very good interview. He talks about, you know, some of his street photography. He was actually in the iPhone 7 uh, campaign that Apple contacted him to get uh, get involved with. And so it's a pretty interesting story there. So um, go ahead and give that a listen. And uh, um, I guess that's about it. Uh, 
thanks, Dave. Thanks for sharing your your story with the Apple Store. And I guess we'll see you on the next one. Sounds great. Have a great week, everyone. Good night. Good night.